0: Monday morning, and you know what that means, dreamers. Welcome back to the Isolation Station of Love. This is Daz Does, Does Disney, and I'm your host. It's me. It's me. It's the DOZ, Landon the Daz not kicking your week off the right way with a little bit of Disney news coming out of the House of the Mouse in Orlando, Florida. We're talking Walt Disney world, hopefully uh, had a good week. This week going to be even better than last week, uh, though I say we're going to be talking news coming out of Orlando, Florida. More accurately, we're going to be talking a lot of news coming out of D23. If you've been following along on social, uh, Josh Tomorrow and the team made a slew of announcements at this year's D23. And I'm uh, being honest, a lot of news in this week's episode. Most of the news comes from the D23, uh, or excuse me, Destination D23. It's all about that branding, am I right, Disney? So we're going to be getting into that here in a minute, but you know how we do things here on Daz Does, Does Disney. Before we get to the news, we got to do this week in Disney history. <laughs> Turn down for what? Turn down for what? Oh, I apologize if I sound a little weird. I think my allergies are getting to me. Uh, this week in Disney history, we're going to be looking through September 10th through September 16th and we're going to kick it off on September 10th, as a matter of fact. September 10th, 1955, a uh, very important man in the Walt Disney Company has his birthday, his very first birthday as a matter of fact, and that is one Joseph Joe Rohde, born in Sacramento, California, though he was later raised in Hawaii. Uh, Rohde joined the Imagineering part of the Walt Disney Company in 1980 during the development of Epcot as a model designer and scenic painter for the theme park's Mexico Pavilion. Uh, He later worked as a designer on the refurbishment of Fantasyland at Disneyland, the Captain EO 3D film attraction starring uh, some guy named Michael Jackson, the Norway Pavilion at Epcot, and the Adventurers Club, which is a 1930s-themed bar and lounge within the Pleasure Island Entertainment at the Walt Disney World Resort. Uh, Rhodey is often referred to as the rock star Imagineer with his uh, unique and iconic jewelry he likes to wear. Uh, He was the lead designer, head honcho, main dude, let's just say, of Animal Kingdom and the principal creative force behind the park's Expedition Everest roller coaster. Rody would go on to announce his retirement after 40 years uh, in late November of 2020 and retired on January 4th of the following year. Uh, Everything we hear of Joe Rody, dude is just an awesome guy. We we have some listeners, uh, friends of the show that have been fortunate enough to meet Joe Rody in Animal Kingdom, more particularly at uh, Nomad Lounge, because apparently Joe Rody likes to hang out at Nomad Lounge. Uh, just a little tip. Uh, so if you're ever at Nomad Lounge, A, good for you, because Nomad Lounge rocks. Uh, B, keep an eye out for Joe Rody because uh, apparently he likes to go there. And uh, like I said, all reports, seems to be like a cool, cool dude. And uh, it is appropriate that we're going to be talking about destination d23 later because on september 10th 2009 uh walt disney company president slash ceo bob Iger launches the first ever d23 expo and uh, he does so with an hour-long presentation in the anaheim convention center uh there in california and following that presentation uh the uh 2000 nine Disney legend awards are handed out. And I just mentioned that because, uh, A, it was the first time that the awards were ever handed out off a Disney property. And B, the real reason I wanted to bring it up is uh, the uh, recipients that year were uh, Robin Williams and Betty White. So legends in the world of Disney and legends outside the world of Disney. uh, Man, Robin Williams, Betty White, two awesome people. (sighs) Uh, September 11th, 2001. Yes, uh, even though the terrorist attacks did take place in New York, in Washington, and in the uh, air and field in Pennsylvania, those terrorist attacks did impact Walt Disney World in Orlando and uh, Disneyland in California. Because uh, following the, those terrorist attacks, both uh, the Walt Disney World Resort and Disneyland Resort uh are ordered closed and uh, they close without incidents. Uh, all the resort hotels remain open and provide accommodations to guests who are unable to leave. Because if uh, you remember airlines shut down, I mean, America kind of came to a crawl. America kind of closed up shop for, uh, for, for a bit in the immediate aftermath of nine uh, 11 uh, in 2001. So a lot of people were stranded, whether it be in Florida, whether it be in California on their, uh, trips. And, uh, Disney left their, uh, Resorts open uh, to help those guests who were there. Uh, Phone charges uh, are suspended so those guests can reach out and make uh, phone calls to reach out to family. Now, the closure marks only the second time that Disneyland had to lock its gates in at the time its 56-year history due to national tragedy. Uh, The first time followed the assassination of uh, John F. Kennedy in November of uh, 1963. Now, uh, Disneyland uh, had yet to open by the time the terrorist attacks had started on the east coast. But on the east coast, the parks had already opened down in Orlando, Florida, and uh, cast members in all four parks are instructed to hold hands and form a human wall and gently, without touching guests, walk toward the hub of each park and eventually towards the exit. Uh, This calmly forces all guests out of the parks and uh, security follows each human wall to make sure no one gets past them and It takes them less than 30 minutes to evacuate thousands of guests. From the theme park. Uh, At at the Disneyland Resort, food and beverage stations remain open at no charge for guests who are on property. Uh, AMC Theaters at Downtown Disney show free Disney films for stranded resort guests. Some other notes, uh, Disney stores close as well uh, for the day, as do Disney's Broadway shows, obviously in New York, but also uh, on the road as well. Uh, Michael Eisner releases a statement to cast members explaining the Disney closings, and uh, he ends the note with these words, quote, Finally, let me say our company around the world will continue to operate in this sometimes violent world we live in, offering products that reach to the higher and more positive side of the human equation, end quote. Um, September 11th is a day that uh, I still very vividly remember where I was when everything was happening, and it's uh, something that we can't and won't forget. Um... There for a while, we as a, we as a nation came together, and it's uh, so opposite of how we are now. We're so opposed and on opposite sides of almost everything, it seems like. Um, it's awful it took something like this to bring us together, but I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of rambling at this point, but uh, yeah, September 11th. Um, what a day. Um, hard pivot. September 12th, 1986. Uh, we already mentioned it. Uh, Joe Rody had a big hand in it. But on uh, September 12th, 1986, Captain EO, a 3D sci-fi fantasy musical movie attraction starring Michael Jackson, opens in Epcot. Now, uh, it's directed by Francis Ford Coppola. Uh, it's executive produced by uh, George Lucas. The movie tells the story of... Uh, Michael Jackson's Captain EO and his ragtag crew of space travelers. The 17-minute film has an estimated cost of $30 million to produce and, uh, at the time, the most expensive film ever produced on a per-minute basis. Epcot is the first Disney park to present the film as six days later, Captain EO will debut in Disneyland. Um, Captain EO is one of those things that I've only heard about that has remained Part of my Disney, uh, I guess, blind spot. Um, I don't know. I guess that's by choice because, you know, Michael Jackson is a kind of a, a divisive individual, as uh, not a great dude, it, it turns out. Uh, hell of a musician, terrible human being. Uh, September 14th, 1980, uh, the Mickey Mouse Review, an audio animatronic indoor stage show located in uh, fantasy, in the Fantasyland Theater, closes after nearly nine years in operation. Uh, it will be dismantled and shipped to Tokyo Disneyland, making it the first major Magic Kingdom attraction to leave the Florida Park since its opening. a fun little fact. Uh, You learned something on this episode of Does Does Disney that the Mickey Mouse review was the first Magic Kingdom attraction to uh leave the park. There you go. Uh, September 14th, 2016, uh, more attractions are shutting down as uh, Epcot's interventions, both the Sum of All Thrills and Stormstruck, a uh, attraction we talked about a few weeks ago in This Week in Disney History, closes their doors at the end of the day. Uh, Running since 2008, the Sum of All Thrills allowed guests to build and then quote-unquote ride their own roller coaster, and then Stormstruck helped guests learn how to prepare for a hurricane or strong storms. Uh, September 5th, 1996 at Epcot, The Universe of Energy Reopens. Uh, It now stars comedian and talk show host Ellen DeGeneres. Uh, The original Universe of Energy Pavilion itself was an innovation in energy technology. Uh, Its entire roof was covered in solar panels that partially powered the ride vehicle. Uh, The new DeGeneres version now features Bill Nye the Science Guy, TV game show host Alex Trebek, and uh, actress Jamie Lee Curtis. Although uh, it was called Ellen's Energy Crisis, the attraction will later be renamed to Ellen's Energy Adventure. Uh, September 5th, 2012, uh, starting this day, Disney World guests can now dive under the sea with Ariel and become part of her world when the Little Mermaid wing of Disney's Art of Animation Resort officially opens. The resort's fourth and final phase, this uh, value property features a larger-than-life Ariel overlooking the Little Mermaid Courtyard at 864 Standard hotel rooms um i've stayed in a little mermaid room at a uh, art of animation uh, me justin monorail and old man frank of, of dillo's Diz uh, shared a room when we attended uh, opening day of galaxy's edge and uh, it's a fine room it's a you know it's a hotel room themed with a uh, little mermaid so there you go i like art of animation it's a good value resort um uh, september 16th uh, 1984 uh, the restaurant El Marrakesh opens in the Morocco Pavilion at Epcot, uh, September 16th, 1991, three weeks after Here Comes the Muppets closes. Uh, another stage show called Muppets on Location opens on a stage near Muppet Vision 3D Theater at Disney MGM Studio. The uh, show features human-sized walk-around versions of the characters, and uh, I know, on this podcast, we're hashtag Save the Muppets and all that, but uh, we'll be honest, there's a little something unsettling seeing the human-sized uh, versions of the Muppets. So um, not super sad that uh, uh, Muppets on Location or Here Come the Muppets stage show isn't around. Wish they would do more with them, but uh, not super sad that I can't see that. And then finally, September 16th, 2008, Disney formally reveals plans for its Bay Lake Tower at the Contemporary Resort, uh, confirming early reports that the 15-story tower, uh, just beyond the Magic Kingdom, will be used for timeshares. Disney also reveals plans to sell timeshares at the Treehouse Villas at Disney's Saratoga Springs uh, Resort and Spa. So uh, we're closing this week in Disney history on Disney announcing they're getting in the timeshare game. Oh, boy. Good job, Landon. That's uh, some great planning. So, uh, on that note, let's get to some news. Uh, I guess we're just going to call this the uh, Destination D23 Disney Dump. No, we're not going to call it that because that sounded uh, terrible. But uh, just like I was talking about where hashtag Save the Muppets, you know on this podcast, I'm a big fan of Figment. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Figment is my dude. So, uh, it was announced at a... I'm just going to call it D23. It was D23. We knew we were getting that figment meet and greet in Epcot. It was announced uh, the start date of that figment meet and greet in Epcot. And uh, to the surprise of, I think everybody checks the count today. Today is we're recording this. That is uh, September 10th. Today is the start of the Figment meet and greet in Epcot. Uh, Figment will begin meeting with guests at Epcot for the first time in a very, very long time. Guests will be able to find Figment in Imagine Works within the Imagination Pavilion. appropriate because that's where his attraction is. And uh, the posted meet and greet times as of now, uh, first wave is going to be 10 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. Then Figment has to, you know, I guess, take a Figment nap or go get a Figment snack because he has an hour break. And then he returns at 2.30 p.m. And then uh, we'll be meeting and greeting guests until 5 p.m. Now, now I will say before I started recording, I, I got on the socials and was uh, looking around and uh, saw a crazy long line to meet Figment. Now, this is day one of uh, the Figment meet and greet. This is a very hotly anticipated return of Figment. So I imagine it being day one, uh, a lot of people want to, you know, quote unquote, be there for day one on anything Disney. um, uh, Figment's popularity, as we've seen, uh, anytime you put Figment on anything, whether it be a popcorn bucket, uh, a t-shirt, there's going to be a demand for it. So I would imagine once, once we're a little bit further down the line and the hype has kind of faded a little bit there won't be lines outside the imagination pavilion like there are the day we're recording this uh to meet figment but um you know maybe maybe uh pack your patience as uh, as it's cliched to say when you're going to meet that uh, purple dragon but uh yeah the figment meet and greet is now live in epcot and you can go meet him uh imagine works within the imagination pavilion uh Another thing in Epcot we now know when Journey of Water inspired by Moana, I think we're just going to call it Journey of Water going forward. Uh, We know when that is going to be open to the public. That is going to be starting on October 16th. And also on the 16th of October, there's going to be a new Moana meet and greet uh, that will be debuting nearby the Journey of Water attraction. Also, if you're an annual pass holder, they announced preview dates before the uh, October 16th opening uh, for you to check out Journey of Water, Uh, those Passholder preview dates are going to be September 4th through the 29th and then October 1st through the 4th. So uh, APs are going to get a couple different cracks to check out Journey of Water before it opens to the public on October 16th. Uh, Looking forward to checking that out when I'm down in November. Uh, Everything I've seen about this looks really, really cool. Um, Excited to experience it for myself. And then something making its return to Epcot for the first time since, uh, I think, 2016. um, They announced at an Epcot panel uh, that Soarin' Over, California is going to be making a limited time return to uh, celebrate Disney 100 celebration. Um, Didn't say how limited the limited time return is going to be, but Soarin' Over, California will be returning on September 22nd. Now, obviously, it's, it's running, you know, on the left coast in... California where where feels appropriate for it to be running but uh you know in Epcot for, for years we've had you know just soaring around the world or soaring over the world excuse me but uh I was not expecting soaring over California to be returning uh albeit for a limited time run in Epcot so that was uh that was kind of exciting uh Disney did announce that there is going to be a new Nighttime show in Epcot making its debut on December the 5th called Luminous, the Symphony of Us. Um, No other details have been announced, but uh, December 5th is when that will be debuting. And also making its debut in December is going to be the World Celebration uh, at the... Destination D23 uh, 2023, it was announced that the World Celebration neighborhood in Epcot will begin welcoming guests in December of 2023. Uh, World Celebration will unite the front of the park, tying together the other two new Epcot neighborhoods, uh, World Discovery and World Nature. Uh, The completion of the last of the three neighborhoods will be the latest major milestone in the multi-year transformation of Epcot. Now, within uh, the World Celebration, guests will find the Walt the Dreamer statue in Dreamer's Point and the Communicore Hall building and Communicore Plaza dance party area. So, you know, you can uh, go check out the Walt statue and then uh, get your dance on in the dance party area. Um, I don't know how much dancing I'm going to be doing in the dance party area, but I do look forward to uh, going and checking out the uh, Walt the Dreamer statue. And uh, honestly, I'm just looking forward to all the construction being done at Epcot. Also, I think it's hilarious. I think there's going to uh, ever be a time when all the construction is done at Epcot. I talked about how I was surprised they announced that uh, Soren over California was going to be making a return to Epcot. I was very surprised to hear this announcement. Uh, they're going to be reimagining Test Track, and uh, further past that, they're going to be paying homage to World of Motion. and. Uh, I actually think this this announcement might actually happen because Chevrolet is going to continue sponsoring the attraction, and when you have a sponsor of the attraction and a company like Chevrolet ponying up money, I I think there might be some validity to this announcement as opposed to some of the announcements we're going to get to where it's pretty much just like, yeah, we're thinking about doing this to Dino Land USA. Um, but uh, Imagineers, along with a team from Chevrolet, are reaching back into history for inspiration from the original World of Motion and bringing the spirit of optimism to the next iteration of Test Track. Um, then there was just some uh, concept art of a uh, group on Test Track and has like trees and stuff. So it looks like they're going away from, you know, uh, the Tron look that I think the current Test Track has, and uh, we're going to be getting trees and stuff. I don't know. Another thing coming to Epcot later this year, uh, well, I assume it's later this year because Josh Amaro did not announce a date, but that is uh, Asha from the upcoming movie uh, Wish is going to have a meet and greet in Epcot. I do think it's cool that Disney is going to be proactive and have uh, a presence for Wish in the park Once this film drops later this year, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing Wish. Um, I've spoke to some other people who are kind of meh on it. But me personally, I'm looking forward to uh, checking out Wish when it hits theaters later this year. And uh, we got a meet and greet with the star of Wish coming later this year in Epcot. Well, again, I say later this year. I'm assuming it is. Okay, I kind of teased it a second ago talking about how we're thinking about doing this with Dino Land so let's go ahead and talk it let's head over to Animal Kingdom because uh, Disney announced the New Tropical America's land that will feature in and Indiana Jones. Uh, in an announcement, Disney says, quote, At Destination D23, 2023, it was announced that the Walt Disney World Imagineering is planning to reimagine Dinoland USA at Disney's Animal Kingdom theme park into a new land inspired by a region sometimes referred to as Tropical Americas. As part of their research, Imagineers are looking at some of the most biodiverse areas on the planet in the regions just north and south of the equator in the western hemisphere, the northern part of South America, stretching up into Central America. New experiences inspired by Encanto, the award-winning Walt Disney World animation studio film, and the fan-favorite adventurer Indiana Jones are being considered for the reimagined land at Disney's Animal Kingdom, end quote. And then they released uh, some concept art where you can see uh, the house, uh, the family Madrigal lives, uh, looks like part of the village from Encanto is uh, recreated in this uh, once again concept art, Uh, then it looks like there's a temple, it looks very Indiana Jones-esque I don't know if this is actually going to happen, if I'm being completely honest, because uh, reading that announcement to me that's disney saying yeah we're thinking about doing it you know we're we're talking about doing it this this reminds me a couple years ago what was it the the big blue sky idea session where josh demarro and some imagineers got up on stage and we're talking about what what was beyond big thunder mountain and it's like a villains land and stuff like that and we haven't heard anything past that I'm getting a lot of those vibes here. And Encanto and Indiana Jones, particularly Indiana Jones, they're called a fan-favorite adventurer, Indiana Jones. The performance of the most recent Indiana Jones movie at the box office makes me challenge, is he really a fan-favorite anymore? I mean, don't get me wrong. I love the Indiana Jones movies, the original, well... Two of the first three (laughs) Deanna Jones movies. In 2023, does Indy really have that much of a presence that Disney is going to be like, all right, let's go gung-ho with Indy and put him in Animal Kingdom, of all places. I don't know. And then, I'm skeptical, guys. I'm skeptical if this is going to happen. Uh, That's just one podcaster's opinion. Uh, Another announcement affecting uh, animal kingdom and uh, whenever there's uh, w- what's going to happen to Dinoland USA uh, zootopia gets brought up and uh, zootopia is going to be making its way to animal kingdom but it's not going to be in uh, it's not going to be in Dinoland and I did not have this on my Disney bingo card um, zootopia is apparently going to be uh, replacing uh, bugs life Imagineers are currently finalizing the concept and more details will be coming in the future a clawhauser animatronic will be a uh, part of the attraction. So a new show based on Zootopia is being created for the uh, Tree of Life Theater at Disney's Animal Kingdom. And uh, that is where, uh, you know, the uh, Bugs Life show, uh, It's Tough to Be a Bug, is currently running. So if you're a fan of that show, if you're a fan of Flick, boy, do I have some bad news for you uh, because I did not see that one coming. But all the announcements at D23 weren't about what's coming to Epcot um, uh, or what's replacing Disneyland USA. There was some other announcements. Uh- There were some announcements that uh, pertain to Magic Kingdom. Um, uh, For one, uh, Disney Imagineer Chris Beatty announced that an all-new Pirates of the uh, Caribbean-themed tavern is going to be coming to uh, the Magic Kingdom, though a time frame and a location of the tavern was not given. Um, This is a first-of-its-kind experience uh, and will extend the story of the Pirates of the Caribbean attraction. Um, uh, Again, just some concept art has been released. It's of a uh, peg-leg parrot with a tattoo on its chest because because that's that's a thing pirates do they tattoo their parrots pirates are weird um uh, but yeah it's uh, just concept art um I am curious if, if I would imagine it's probably gonna go across from the Pirates attraction uh, with an eye shot of the attraction if I'm uh, willing to uh, make a bet and uh, I am curious uh, pirates do uh, tend to enjoy adult beverages whenever they go to taverns so I am curious if uh adult beverages will be offered at this uh pirate themed tavern in the Magic Kingdom because uh I know you can get uh adult beverages in the Magic Kingdom but it's uh not like the other parks where you know you you can just buy a buy a beer and walk around the World Showcase and uh or go to Baseline Tap House and you know get a to-go beer and then walk into galaxy's edge with your uh, beer from california or whatever so i'm i'm curious to see how this is going to play out um could be cool i mean i'm i'm not opposed to it i i don't know who would be opposed to a pirate themed tavern well i guess john taffer off bar Re- rescue would be opposed to it anyway uh that's a different story um uh, if you're a fan of country bear jamboree uh You're gonna be looking at a new experience in 2024. Uh, Once again, Disney Imagineer Chris Beatty was the one that uh, made this announcement and told uh, D23 attendees that uh, when the show debuts next year, the Bears will be uh, reinterpreting favorite Disney songs in different genres of country music, uh, whether it be rockabilly, bluegrass, pop country, and other styles. Uh, Imagineers are envisioning the new take as a homage, or homage, Uh, you might pronounce it that way, to the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville. And they're working with Nashville musicians to get the, quote, authentic country sound. The uh, popular attraction will continue to have the fun and friendly tone and same characters. Though one of those characters is getting a new name, uh, according to the posters that are released for the reimagining of a country bear jamboree, uh, formerly known as Liver Lips McGrawl. He is now going to be uh, called Romeo. McGrawl so uh no more liver lips because uh it can be considered a derogatory term why do I feel like we're just gonna those same people that made their identity about hashtag saving splash mountain this is gonna be their new hill to die on I just I almost hate myself for us speaking that into existence and we're moving on Uh And in other concept art news, a new concept art for the Hatbox Ghost was released and we now know a timeframe. When he will be making his debut in the Magic Kingdom's iteration of Haunted Mansion. Though not a solid one, we now know it is going to be, quote, late November in Magic Kingdom. Uh, like I said, an exact date has yet to be given. Um, uh, he will be appearing in the Endless Hallway uh, as he welcomes himself inside from the swinging wake at the c- in the cemetery and grinning at passing Doom buggies. So, uh, yeah, they released. Uh, New concept art of him uh, grinning as a doom buggy goes by. So uh, we now know, quote, late November, but not an exact date for the uh, hatbox ghost in Magic Kingdom. And then uh, I thought this was a fun little update. Uh, If you're a fan of Ahsoka, uh, you can now look for her on Star Tours uh, because Josh DeMauro made that announcement. Uh, Star Tours will be adding Ahsoka and... uh, Stuff you see on the show, Ahsoka, in uh, a update in next spring. Though, again, no exact date has been given, but uh, keep an eye out for that next year. Whew. A lot of D23 news this week, guys, and uh, quite frankly, I'm tired. So uh, we're going to call that a podcast. Um, uh, What were your takeaways from D23? Um... Like I said, some of the stuff that they threw out there, I think, is uh, them just saying, hey, you know, we're thinking about doing this, and it could be cool to do this with Dino Land. I'd be surprised if uh, everything they announced gets done, because we see this... Quite often, Disney will get up on stage, particularly at D23, when they feel like they have to make announcements for their theme parks, and they'll just throw stuff out there into the wild and be like, yeah, you guys think that's cool? And it's never brought up again. So uh, be interesting to see how... All of this plays out. But uh, let me know what you thought about D23. Uh, hit me up on uh, Twitter. L-A-N-D-O-Z. Please go follow me. Landed Don. I'm the best. Landed Don, Not the rest. Uh, that's where you can follow me 280 characters at a time uh, on the Bird app. Uh, it's been a while since I broke that one out. Uh, also, follow the show on Twitter at Disney. That's at D-O-Z-D-O-E-S and y'all know how to spell Disney. Uh, I also uh, have an Instagram, though I really don't do much on it. Um uh, but, yeah, let me know what y'all thought about D23, uh, your biggest takeaways, uh, maybe something they announced that uh, surprised you, maybe something they didn't announce that you were hoping for. Um, uh, but, yeah, that's going to be it for this week. Uh, we'll be back next week, bright and early, 5 a.m. Uh, but until then, thank a cast member, thank a team member, Disney Universal, uh, pay your cast members, pay your team members a living wage. Uh, we love coming down to your parks. Hell, some of us even tolerate spending all of our money down at your parks. But without them, none of what you have happens. So treat them and pay them like the rock stars that they are. Um, uh, Be decent to each other. You don't know what everybody else has going on in their lives. It costs you nothing to be nice. You don't know how far a kind word or a kind gesture will go either. So uh, be nice, be decent to each other, and uh, take care of yourself as well. And I'm not just talking physically. I'm talking mentally, too, uh, because your mental health can be just as important as your physical health and uh, breathe, have a little bit of fun. If you could do both of those things, that would mean the world to me. My name is Landon Doan. We'll be back next week. You've been great. And I've been Does Does Disney. Take care. You know, there's there's a lot of stuff I can do well. Heck, there's even a couple things I can do very well. But when it comes to graphic design, that is one thing I cannot do at all. Thankfully, I have a friend in Matt and love of the mouse multimedia. You know and love their work. The sleek and soon to be beloved logo for this very podcast, Does Does Disney? That was them. The classic Morning Monorail logo and all its variants. That was Love of the Mouse, too. And not only does Love of the Mouse have an incredible talent for graphic design, they're easy to work with and collaborate. They listen to your ideas and suggestions, then they bring them to life. So if you're looking to start your own blog, podcast, YouTube channel, Etsy shop, whatever creative outlet that you're thinking of, Love of the Mouse can help your brand to stand out in the crowd. Connect with Matt on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram by searching Love of the Mouse Multimedia or at L-O-T-M Multimedia